Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. This week, I wanted to rebroadcast one of the podcasts from last year, right around Independence Day. The truths I believe shared back then are absolutely still true and relevant today as they were a year ago. So be blessed. God bless you. Have a great Fourth of July, and I'll talk to you next week. God bless. Hello, my name is Tony Miles. And welcome to the seventh episode of Living Epistle Podcast. I'd originally planned to devote the entire month of July to the topic of health and wellness during my podcasts. I'll do that starting with next week's episode. However, this week, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and shifted the entire focus of this week's podcast. Over the next day or so, many of us are planning to gather with family and friends and cook out and watch fireworks while still trying to practice some sort of social distancing to celebrate what is commonly referred to as the 4th of July. This is actually more accurately referred to as Independence Day. The Declaration of Independence was the formal statement written by Thomas Jefferson and adopted by the Second Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776, declaring the 13 American colonies free and independent of Great Britain and its king, King George III. In other words, it declared a complete break with Britain and its king and claimed the powers of an independent country. Just as a side note, there were actually 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is actually the birthday of the United States of America. The purpose behind the Declaration of Independence was to explain the colonists' right to revolution. They had had a list of 27 complaints against King George III that constituted the proof of their right to rebellion. Congress said these grievances were, quote, the causes which impel them to separation, end quote. Most of, our, most of us are familiar with the preamble to the Constitution. Come on, let's read it together. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Just as a side note, unalienable means not transferable to another, not capable of being taken away or denied. And so the framers of the Constitution really believed that these were inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These stirring words were designed to convince Americans to put their lives on the line for the cause of freedom and independence. You see, separation from the mother country, Great Britain, threatened these American colonists' sense of security, economic stability, and identity. And the preamble sought to inspire and unite them through the vision of a better life. My challenge to us is that as we celebrate America's Independence Day, that if we truly desire what the founding fathers of America were seeking, which were freedom, security, stability, identity, 
and the Division for a Better Life, then we must make a declaration of dependence on God through Jesus Christ. There was no one better to provide those things that are at the very core of our human existence. Wow. And when I think about freedom, I think about security. I think about identity. I think about the vision of a better life. There are so many scriptures that come to my mind that bear out that the Lord God is the one who can provide all of these things for us. But I'll start with Jeremiah chapter 17, verses seven through eight with the New Living Translation. And it reads, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Amen. Amen. And it reads, blessed are the ones who trust in the Lord. In other words, blessed are the ones who live in continual obedience to God and rely entirely upon him for every blessing that they want for their body and soul, for themselves and for others. They are totally dependent upon him and they make the Lord's favor, the good they hope for and his power, the strength that they hope in. And this thing about, and they shall be like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. In other words, they shall be prosperous and successful in their endeavors. And again, they're compared to these trees that are planted in fertile soil in a riverbank where the roots derive an abundance of nourishment. And in times of heat and in drought, in other words, seasons of dryness, For example, we would call that modern day recessions or economic downturns or trials and tribulations. God's people will continue to bear fruit. And you see, God's people who put their trust in the Lord are not affected like others. And that's not to say that we won't have our trials and our tribulations and we won't go through things. But right now, I look at where we are right now in today's society and our environment today. Right now, we're in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic. And yet in the midst of this, I see uh, people who I know personally whose businesses are flourishing. I mean, just so much business right now that they're actually hiring people to try to um, to handle all of the work that they have and the business they have. I see people fulfilling the assignment God has placed on their lives after years of procrastination or after years of it seeming like things were on the back burner or maybe the promises that God had made had passed them by. And now I see people fulfilling their destiny and I see them walking in their purpose that God has created them. I see uh, our believers stepping up like never before to help those who are in need and making sure that their neighbors are taking care of and making sure that their friends, if they've been impacted by COVID-19, that they're making sure that they have food and they have the things that they need in order to be able to survive. And I see like never before, true worshipers seeking God's face and interceding on behalf of our nation and interceding on behalf of others, not just thinking about their own stuff, but they're thinking about the lives of those and the people around them. And so just let's for a minute go back to the preamble to the Declaration of Independence that says that we are endowed by our creator with, quote, certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. 
Let's look at what the scripture has to say about life. In John 10, 10, the second part of that, John 10, 10 in the New King James Version, it says, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You see, our abundant life is not in the things we accumulate over our lifetimes. It's it's not houses. It's not cards. It's not money. It's not education. It's not careers. It's not vacations. It's not neighborhoods we live in. It's not about any of that, although all of those things are nice. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's an abundant life because stop for a minute. And think about people you know who may have all of the money, the tangible trappings of success that the world would say is successful, and yet they're miserable. You see, that's not an abundant life. An abundant life is the life in Jesus Christ. It's the life that Jesus has planned for us. It's that life that is fulfilling the God-ordained purpose for which he has created us. That's when we have an abundant life, when we know that we're walking in the perfect will of God, when we know that we're fulfilling the plan and the purpose and the call that God has on our lives. Man, you talk about life. We are alive and we're living when we're in that vein and we're flowing in the things that God is calling us to do. That is true life. And then the preamble talks about liberty. And I couldn't help but think about John 836. It says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. You see, when the son makes us free, when Jesus Christ sets us free, when we accept him into our lives and he says, now you are free. Understand what that means. It means we are no longer bound by our past. We're no longer bound by what people say about us or what people think about us. We are no longer bound by what we had or didn't have when we were growing up. We're not even bound by what we have or don't have now. And, you know, I was talking with some friends of mine last week, and one of the things that we talked about was now sometimes we'll hear men and women grown, men and women in their 40s and in their 50s, and they say that they haven't been able to accomplish um, the things that they've desired to accomplish in their lives because their mom or their dad didn't do something for them when they were growing up. And I'm not negating our past. I'm not negating the things that happened to us when we were children that have helped shape who we are today. However, these people now find themselves in their 40s and in their 50s, and they're still blaming their parents for their station in life or their still blaming their parents for what they don't have or what they didn't achieve. And so the question that pops into my mind, though, and the question sometimes I'll ask them is, but what has God said about you? What has God promised you? What vision has God given you for your life, for your family? You see, because the truth of the matter is we either believe what God says or we don't. And we act on the pawn that truth that we believe or we don't act upon it if we don't believe it. And so when Jesus says that he has come to make us free and whom the son makes free, you are free indeed. Believe me, when Jesus says you are free you are free. We are free to be the people that he has created us to be. We are free to be the men and women that he's chosen us to be, not being bound by what people have said about us. But the question becomes, 
Lord, what say you? And I'm reminded of Psalms where it says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then the psalmist goes on to say, and that my soul knows very well. So I may not be from the right neighborhood or I may not be from the right school or I may not be in the right position or I may not or I may not or I may not. You fill in the blank. But the question becomes, what has God said about you? And God says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's what I'll stand on, no matter what anybody else says or thinks about me. And then this last one in this Declaration of Independence, the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, it talks about the pursuit of happiness. And I could not help but think about Jeremiah 29 and 11. Very familiar scripture. Many of you know it. It says, and I'm reading the New King James Version. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And so let's go back to what the aim of this Declaration of Independence was and this preamble to the Declaration of Independence. The aim was if the, if our pursuit of happiness is tied to our freedom, if our pursuit of happiness is tied to our security, if it's tied to our stability, if it's tied to our identity, and if it's tied to a vision of a better life, then the Lord has already given us the blueprint in his word. Everything that he promised, the word of the Lord says, my word shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that for which I sent it forth. And it says that the promises of God are yes and amen. So if the Lord has already given us the blueprint for this pursuit of happiness, this freedom, this security, this stability, our identity, and this vision for a better life, then we must make a declaration of dependence on him through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We have to. And I understand that this is a time of celebration where we celebrate as a nation our independence from tyranny. But you see, that king was an unjust king. That king, again, as I mentioned earlier, the American colonists had 27 grievances against him. And those grievances were justifiable or the justification for their rebellion. But you see, the Lord sent his son, his only begotten son, while we were dead in trespasses and sin. And Christ died for us. And so the Lord had many grievances against us. And yet he still sent his son to die for us so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. And so again, I would just encourage you that as we celebrate this 4th of July holiday, let's make sure that we remind our family and our friends of the one who truly gives us life, liberty, and happiness. Remember, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.